So hot. Educational. Social studies. Hot history. Hot history. Welcome to the podcast where two sisters duke it out for who found the hottest person in history. I'm Lane. I'm Natalie. And today's theme is the French Revolution. We have a very special guest today. You'll recognize his voice from our theme song, but I know him as the guy who I used to share a mattress with in my 20s because <laughs> LA's expensive and we had no money. No doubt. Please welcome to the podcast, Calvin Seabrook. Hey guys, what's up? I'm so glad you're here, yeah, first me of all. Too. We've been wanting to do stuff like this together forever. I know. We've known each other. How many years? Since you united me with your dick in college. Yes. <laughs> But I mean, the thing is, though, like you have taken off, like, obviously, I'm a huge fan of you, but you have oh, a lot going on. I mean, he's like jack of all trades, actor, writer, producer, musician. He was on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, I'm on this recently. season of Grey's Anatomy. It's weird. And then also, I just want to say, too, that you you've gone personally viral like yeah. a million times. Oh, with your Billy Porter. Yes, the way they. Waiting. <laughs> so good. I've had a couple of people come up to me and be like, I, I know Billy Porter. I showed him your videos. Yes. And nobody's ever given me what he thinks. Oh, no. Yikes. Like, That's not a good sign. For all I know, he hates me. But Super I'm, offended. I'm obsessed with him. Like I'm. He's a good guy. I mean, he's way more like fabulous and like cool than I am, I think. No. I disagree. Pretty cool. I disagree. I'm pretty cool. He's cool in a different way. We're glad you're here because we've been fighting about who found the hotter person in uh, revolutionary France. And that's what we'd like you to settle for us at the end of this. Yeah. How does this show work? Basically, Lane and I are going to present um, somebody that we found that we think is super duper hot. Mm. We're going to tell you about them. Mm. You're going to get a raging boner, mm. probably twice. Sick. Definitely on mine, probably Hi. not Lane's. Mm. And uh, yeah. That's bullshit. And at the end, you're going to tell us which one turned you on more. Hell yeah. I'm yeah. so ready. Yeah. I yeah. hated history. In yeah. It school. was, a, I did not care at all, did not give a shit. I was bored. Yeah. So bored. So bored. I had not one but two hot ass history teachers. Mm. And you know, they all they're all married, obviously. Yeah. Broke my little heart. They one got by up one. Quick. Mm. But I learned about history. Oh yeah. I really did. I paid attention, dude. I learned about uh Bible literature. Cause my teacher was I'm hella sorry. hot. And yeah, and I became his uh assistant naturally. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, can I spend bad. more time with you? It's mad inappropriate. I became his TA too. I think we were his TA <laughs> we were the same his year TA. because yeah. he was hot. I mean, this is really. I mean, I've known you guys a long time. There's a lot of overlap in your yeah. people we just that you're volley into. volley them back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Uh, yeah, so, and if, I mean, mm -hmm. it, I think that if uh, this does actually end up in some kind of fist fight, this wouldn't be the first time that you. No, I've have seen you guys up. full on fight in the street before. Yeah. Have you broken it up? No, I let it? you guys go. Yeah, sometimes we gotta Film just it. duke it out. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I don't like to, you know, I'm gay, but I stay out of women's business. 
you know? I appreciate that. Yeah. And also like, I don't want you to come between me clocking lane. Like I want to, yeah. I want to connect. Yes. So thank See, you. I do want you to come in between. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen you lose before. So. <laughs> so I understand that. It usually starts with my mouth and then Natalie ends it. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're better with your words than me and I'm better with my fists. So. <laughs> But while I'm conscious, I am listening <laughs> yeah, for sure. You. Yeah, no, you're you're giving blows for sure. I'm like, ah, emotional blows. Yeah, those are the emotional yeah, blows. Those ones hurt the most. <laughs> okay, Natalie, let's hear your topic. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you guys about a gentleman named Joseph Ballon, le Chevalier. De St. George. Ooh. That's his entire name. I just kept going. That's good. My palms are starting to sweat just saying his name. I'm horny. Me too. Um, all right, so this guy was kind of lost in history and only fairly recently rediscovered. And often he is referred to as the Black Mozart. Oh, and he black? Though some people are like... Mozart was more like him. Like, please. Like, that's how amazing this dude was. Oh, he influenced of course. Mozart. Yeah. Nice. Like, he... Mozart swagger jacked, my boy. Yeah. He stole his look. Wow. So, but then, like, the more I'm reading about this guy, because this, this is what I've heard of. Oh, the black Mozart. Cool. I want to le learn more about him. And I'm just thinking it's going to be, like, all music-based, which I don't know shit about. So I was excited to learn. Only to find out, like, he does everything like everything he touches so good so it's not even just music it's like um super smart super charming like amazing dancer swimmer ice skater actor director marksman equestrian like Ooh. composer fencer like one oh, of I the like best that. fencers in france if not Whoa. the world so it's just like crazy to me that i'm like we're comp comparing this guy to mozart but he's so much more right like Mozart could only do one thing. He, I'm bored, Mozart. Like, really do more than just that. Fast. <laughs> so, okay. So, I'm going to just take you to the timeline of this um, finer's life. So, he was born 1739 or 45, depending on who you talk to, um, in the Caribbean. And his parents, you guessed it, a wealthy white married plantation-owning French nobleman and his teenage slave. Uh, great. Boo. But he totally acknowledged him as his son. He's like, this is my son. Like, gave him his last name. He's not a slave. And he took him and his mother with him to Paris for a better life. Oh, wow. And or the dad was accused of being a murderer and fled with his family. Mm. So at 13 years old, he gets admitted into this private boys fencing academy, which is like one of the hardest schools to get into. And he's learning all of these things. He's like studying horse riding, fencing, dancing, violin. And by the time he's 17, he's the best fencer in the school. Whoa. Yeah. And he's slaying these students left and right. Slay. Words getting around. The owner of the school's like, this kid's the shit. He's telling everybody. So some of the best fencers in the world are like, I gotta, I gotta fence this kid. Not even to like put him to shame, but like, just to have the honor of fencing with this kid. He's oh. that good. What ends up happening is he graduates and he gets the, the given the title Chevalier, which means knight, and he's an officer yeah, of the king's bodyguard in Versailles, right out of school. Whoa. Okay. Sick, right? So he's, 
you know, mingling with nobility, uh -huh. these rich ass people. And he's hanging out at salons in France and they loved him. They don't really accept, accept anybody, right? Like noses in the air. And they were like, this guy is the shit. The women, the men, everybody. But of course, you just notice that every reference to him, even though it's like, oh my God, he's so amazing. There's always a reference to his race, mm -hmm. like almost as a dig. And you're just like, wow, this guy is like multi-talented, yeah. super nice guy too. And they still got to give a little dig because people- Not much has changed. Right? I was going right. to say, were and still are hella racist. Like mm -hmm. so disappointing. Um, but nonetheless, they, they accepted him. So not only did they think he was the shit, but they thought he was hot as fuck. Women are, I was gonna say creaming their jeans, but they weren't wearing jeans at that time. Creaming yeah. their pantaloons? Yeah, their yeah. pantaloons were. Creaming their farthingales? What is that? Uh, what's the, what is that thing? I, I, Hoop skirt. The ruffles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the ruffles were drenched. Yeah, like they were wringing those suckers out at the end of the night. <laughs> um, not only did he have a gorgeous face, but he had a banging athletic body. Cause let's not forget, he, you know, he's a fencer, yeah. he's a horse rider. Oh, so just like top to bottom. So you got to the point where like gossip writers are writing about him. So this is a quote. They're like, he's the most valiant champion of love and sought out by all the women aware of his marvelous talents. Champion of love. Oh, he is the moment. Yeah. There, he's, he's being talked about. So this is what ends up happening. Okay. He didn't mean to be a player. I was going to say, he sounds like a hoe to me. Okay, he was a total <laughs> hoe. Champion of love. That's what I heard. Mm, champion total of love. That's mm -hmm. code. But the thing is, like, he tried. I would be mad at him so fast. Yeah, you would think yeah. women would hate him because he's, like, bouncing from woman to woman. But the thing is, he wanted to be a relationship guy. So you just got to think of the time that was going on okay. so and how he was being treated. So he was in love when he was, I think he was 20 and she was 18. And um, the family was like, absolutely not. Like, yep. you're not going to get married to her. And so he had to see her get married to somebody else and was like heartbroken oh. and kind of never loved again. But got, you know, it happened again where he gets in another relationship, same shit. And they're like, if you try to marry her, we, we will beat your ass, mm -hmm. like threatening him. Now, his family or? Their family. People? Oh, I see. Yeah, uh, because of his race. But what the interesting thing to me is he's like the best fencer in the world. So yeah. he's being threatened by these little fuckheads. He could have destroyed them. Yeah. And he's just like, respectfully, okay. Wow. Yeah. His poor heart. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's why it's like, so the women, they loved him. They just love being loved by him. Yeah. Like it's happening right now here on this couch. You know, they're like, he may have been a hoe, but like, you know, I love a man that's hurting. Listen, <laughs> fuck boys need love too. They do. He, they probably held him yeah. in his muscular arms. Mm. So anyways, you know who else loved him? Dudes. Oh, finally. Dudes freaking <laughs> loved him. They were like, I want to be this guy. He, he was just like this hot shit celebrity. Um, he's being invited to the most prestigious salons. He dressed hella cool. Everyone's like, what are these outfits? Start dressing like him, try to talk like him. Um, fashion trend center, uh, setter, OG influencer. Whoa. Yeah, nice. 18th century influencer. Sick. And yeah, so young people would copy his style and they'd like follow him and try to talk to him. So cool. 
one time he was jumped by six men and he came out just like slightly wounded. Six guys. Damn. <laughs> and he was a superhero. Okay, so that's my thing. He was a superhero. Another time he was um, jumped at gunpoint. He beats this dude's ass with a walking stick. <laughs> what? The, then like three other dudes come to help this like, guy. It's so humiliating. That's what I'm I saying. Know. I'm just like thinking like Batman. Like I have seen this scene. <laughs> and so after he beats these guys' ass with his walking stick, he just like keeps walking to his house and meets up with all these like ladies and guys to hang out and play music for them. And they're just like. And then he fucked all I night. can't believe yeah. he got hotter. Like <laughs> dusted himself off yes! and then went back to the party. Yeah. There and then <laughs> yeah. and, and banged some chicks ten down. Women. Yeah. <laughs> and probably men too, honestly. Like I would uh, not be surprised. So that's this my is, head cannon. You're pandering. You're pandering. <laughs> and probably guys too. <laughs> so this is a quote from this guy named Pierre Jean Garat. And he's the favorite singer of Marie Antoinette. So you can like see like the status oh. of these people who know him and how they talk about him. Yeah. So he says, um, in reference to Saint George. He says, the idol of half the young bloods of Paris, undeniably handsome, his, his physique was superb, his muscular strength, um, I don't know how to say this word, prodigious, Prodig prodigious, prodigious, he excelled in every physical sport as a fencer, um, he was, a, here we go, it's another one guys, help me out. He had a veritable, veritable? Uh -huh. he had a veritable court of admirers, not only of the opposite sex, can you imagine the effect he produced on me, who yielded no one in the matter of admiration and enthusiasm? This man fascinated us, electrified us, undeniably handsome. Ooh. Like the men were Damn. losing their minds. Uh, yeah. He was so horny for that man. Everyone was so horny for he him. He was like fat cock. Yes. Fat juicy uncut cock. <laughs> Come gutters. Yeah, he was getting hella dirty. Like I had to edit out some of the stuff he said because I was like, I can't say some of this. This is pretty little butthole. Dirty. <laughs> okay, so let's get back to fencing really quick. He takes he does a little jaunt over to England, right? So crazy, he was accepted in French society, right? Yeah. He hops over to England. Same shit. They're all just like, who the hell is this guy? The English are like, come right in. You're now part of our high society. And so he's he's fencing over there. Uh -huh. He's doing all these matches. So mm -hmm. I got a couple of great stories for you. So um, like I was saying before, he amazing fighter. He could have destroyed anyone. And he but he was a gentleman. So back in the day, everyone was really big into dueling, really big into settling fights by just killing, killing each other. Each other. Yeah. 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 Um, so this one guy, some little shit talker, uh, wants to duel him. So he's like, all right, let's go. Let's meet up. And he's just like hella confident. He goes to meet up with this guy, huge crowd, and he just immediately just grabs the guy, puts him over his knee, and spanks him to humiliate Whoa. him. Oh my god! And everyone's Whoa. like, ah! <laughs> I was thinking I would like someone to duel over me, but actually, I would like that scenario and so me to be the one funny. put over their knee and spanked. And that's probably what happened. He took, yeah. he was shit talking, then he spanked him, and he was like, "I love you." <laughs> He was like, hey, guys, I'm going to duel this guy later. But secretly, I hope he just spanks me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The whole thing was planned. He's like, oh, oh. oh I tripped over your knee. <laughs> I forgot to bring my gun. So there's this other fencing story I want to tell you guys about. Um, so it's a famous fencing match with um, someone called Le Chevalier de On, D-E-O-N. De On. De On. Was a great diplomat. 
a amazing fencer, once a gentleman knight turned lady knight. Yeah. So he oh. is fencing. Oh. Yes. A trans woman. Yeah. She's now like 60 years old. She's kind like not like today's 60 year old, like an, you know, an old timey 60 year old, you yeah. know, kind of decrepit. And he's like, you know, an amazing fencer. So everyone's just like, this is going to be crazy. Like, what's going to happen? Yeah. So they get in position and he's just like, all right, here we go. You know, because he's like going to beat her ass, obviously. And she's like, gets him. Everyone's like, what? And he's like, touche. And the women are just like, he's so charming. Like, <laughs> loving it. So she ends up winning. Whoa. Yeah. And like, and it did not mess with his, um, what people thought of him. Like, they just thought he was even more great because they're just, he like kissed her hand at the end and was just like wow. so honored. And they're like, he is so amazing. And so a trans a ally. Gentleman. Debatable if if she actually won because like the story is more like by her historian, but still gotcha. interesting. Cool. It's a romantic story. So great, I right? I like it as is. Okay, I'd like to remind you, we haven't even talked about the music. That's how yeah. incredible this person is. Wow. So We haven't even talked about his first single, <laughs> first tour. Yeah, it dropped and uh, it was good. So, okay, so he was an insane musician, multiple instruments uh, and composer. Um, you can listen to his music on Spotify. No. And I have. Yeah, and oh, apparently yeah. if you uh, if you know music well, which I do not, I've just heard other people talk about it, that it's like good, like really good and complicated. And yeah, so check it out for sure. Sick. He's so talented. Plug. Um, so yeah, he worked as a high profile violin soloist, composer, director. He was regularly asked to write operas. Um, other no musicians started dedicating their work to him. And he starts getting recognized everywhere he goes. So you see, like the women, the women of lower class, just like when he'd come out, just like blowing him kisses. You know, guys are just Damn. like, yeah, oh my god, it's him. He's like a local celebrity. He's like classical usher. Classical <laughs> usher. Oh, that's exactly oh. what he was. <laughs> um, okay, so he's getting rec recognized by everyone that he sees. And he's playing at the fancy salons and he starts getting to play, or he starts getting invited to play private performances in Versailles for the queen. Private performances for the queen. Oh, wow. Whoa. Scandal. <gasps> oh, like, oh, oh that private. That, I'm your private. <laughs> That's right. So he's teaching her oh, okay. music. Um, so that didn't last long, right? Uh -huh. Like people were talking about it. Um, the queen was getting her shit rocked. I think she was. She was getting slutted out. I mean, if I were her, I'd be hitting it. For I would be sure. trying to get slutted out. I'm sure the king or whatever <laughs> during the time wasn't hitting it right. Well, that and that's the thing. Speaking of us wanting to hit it with him, um, I saw this quote about him, um, you know, about his music skills. Is that Saint George may be numbered among the most brilliant French virtuosi. He audaciously strives to reach the utmost limits of finger manipulation. And that's what really, that's what really got me going. Ooh. I was like, yo. <laughs> Lane has definitely oh. hit the upper echelon of <laughs> finger <laughs> manipulation yeah, 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 daily. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Lane, yeah, you've yeah. been finger manipulated by yourself and many, right? Yeah, I've put in my 10,000 hours. <laughs> like the Beatles of finger banging. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so he ends up being known for being considered to become the first person of color to uh, to head the Paris Opera, which is like the like nobility's opera. Like this is a huge opportunity for him. Um, but these three racist diva bitches 
signed a petition to Marie Antoinette protesting that, you know, they couldn't take orders from someone like him. And because he's so tight with the queen and he didn't want to even put her in a, in a position to even have to like make the right decision. He's just like, I'm just going to withdraw. Ugh. Damn. Ugh. He's just heartbreaking. He's heartbreaking. And also just such a good guy. Yeah. Um, and hot. I don't know if you guys picked up on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <laughs> you know, what's not a good time and place to be cool, popular and hanging out with rich nobles. The French Revolution. That's right. Oh, right. <laughs> like all is going well, but like it's all about to fall apart for this handsome dude. Um, so during the French Revolution, 17,000 people got their heads chopped off for that shit. Mm-hmm. But my boy jo- uh, St. George kept his head. All right. Did not get it chopped off, but he did get locked up in prison because they're like, you're besties with Marie Antoinette. Like we are yeah. not cool with you. See ya. But he was all about the revolution. So he leads um, a cavalry unit of all black volunteers in defense of the revolution. He survived the whole thing because they thought this guy's all right and hot. What? Yeah. So Damn. I like man of the people, anti-fascist. Isn't that crazy? Like, how did you survive, dude? Damn. He don't so, miss. I would just like to do a picture reveal. Um, I'm going to hand this over to oh, you. Oh, hell yeah. And I'd like you to take the post-it off and tell everybody what he looks like. I'm removing the post-it now. Okay. Oh, damn. <laughs> Isn't he crazy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Tell me what it you see. It hurts how fine he is. I'm Okay, let me catch my breath for a second. Um, Stunning man. Yeah. High cheekbones. A beautiful... Uh, Beauty mark on his cheek. Yep. Pouty lips. Lane, you love lips. Ugh, I the do. Uh, sultry yeah. eyes. Mm-hmm. My God. And how about those eyebrows? Can I get your eyebrow, girl? Perfect. Perfect eyebrows. eyebrows. The arch. Like oh. the high arch. Like microbladed. Perfect. Oh, Absolutely. God. My God. Great hairline. We love that. He's not an perfect. under eye bag to be found. No. I mean. You it, can tell the body, even through all the clothes. Yeah, there's the, hella the ruffles, ruffles and shit, shit, but like you know. Oh yeah. He's you know the body's banging. Yeah, I think about that body a lot actually Damn. after researching this. Whew. That's my dude. Wow, dude. Damn. Lane, take it, take Good it in. Or I just want you to think about those lips, because I know you're a lip girl. Yeah. And just well, that's gotta have nice, nice lips. Oh uh, it can't be like a, a razor blade just cut your face and no. that's your mouth. No, that's more like my mouth. So. Yeah, yeah, mine too. Yeah. I hate it when like guys have no lips and that kind of feels like you're making out with a beak. <laughs> yes. Oh God, I had one who like he Ouch. had he had a beak mouth, <laughs> and then he just would hold his mouth open <laughs> the whole time, and I don't know what quite to do with it. I'm like, do I just like kiss around the rim <laughs> or like try to match it? Like, and oh, I'm trying to awful. like Ugh. you know lead. And this man was almost forty. I was like, how the fuck in almost? Get that far in your life. Dude, I was furious. I went home and I was like, I had to like calm down because just the bad kissing alone made me really, really bad. You know, um, I, when I was like in my early 20s, I had like a friend with benefits who was like, hey, Calvin, you're not that great at kissing. And I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah, can I just show you something really quick? And he showed me how to be a better kisser. (gasps) And then everybody, 
since then is like, wow, you're such a great kisser. It just takes one person. I've made out with fruit before. <laughs> when I was 13. <laughs> I was getting revved up. <laughs> practicing getting ready there was like a show on mtv called undressed or something so i was like crazy oh horny and i'm like i have to learn how to be a good maker outer oh my it, god yeah and learned on it. i learned on fruit <laughs> <laughs> what was the fruit peach a peach oh of course i mean call me by your name soft peach is the horniest fruit it's the horniest fruit Hey, it's Natalie. If you liked hearing about my guy, St. George, make sure to tune back in for part two. When I blow Natalie's dumb story out of the water with the tale of Charlotte Corday. Yeah, fucking right. Good luck. See you in two weeks.